Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Commented Podcast, where we talk about um, music, movies, video games, dramas, I don't know, drink your water, put on sunscreen, anything else we want today. I'm Tori. I'm Marin. And I'm Decoria. Nia is not here with us today, but she'll be back in no time. Um, so today we're just going to do a uh, a movie review. Um, before we start that, how have you guys been? We're heading into our fourth, fifth month of the second year of quarantine. <laughs> That's depressing. <laughs> five months. Um, pretty good. Um, just having to mentally prepare myself myself for the heat that's coming. Mm. Yeah, same. Same, same. Very much so. For our friends who've been indoors for too long and are starting to venture out into the world, please remember to drink water on the regular. Um, the sun is not your friend. Put on sunscreen, <laughs> even if you are black. Yes, I am talking to you, my dark-skinned melanated sister. If you don't want to age like a raisin, put on some sunscreen. Thank you. Target black girl sunscreen like it's mm, literally yes. called black girl sunscreen and it doesn't leave a, a white cast so mm-hmm. definitely yes. check that out they now have and if a, you want something a little bit more sorry oh they have a matte version now so it's not so oily Ooh, Ooh. yeah i need to look at that i'm gonna have to go try them because i only tried the first version yeah same also um if you want something a little bit more expensive that does like does also doesn't leave a white cast paula's choice um, SPF moisturizing 55 is amazing. I have two bottles in my bathroom right now. Um, but yeah, how are you doing, Corey? Uh, pretty good. Just been working and stuff, so that's about it. Mm, you still apartment hunting? Yeah, I went to like three with my friend like a week and a half ago, and I didn't like any of them, so I have to look <laughs> again. Oh no. Ooh, yeah. That's gonna hopefully you'll find yeah a nice like the place. vibe you know how when you look online at apartments they have those three D tours you can see mm-hmm. and uh-huh. so like it looked good online especially this one that I was like oh I know I'm gonna like this one and then when I mm. got there in person it was just very disappointing especially like for the price <laughs> ooh yeah yeah I we've been we're still we're keeping an eye on the house market as we continue to um plans to move and some of these houses i just some of them have 3ds and they'll be like really nice first of all it's just first of all i some of these houses first of all your bathroom number don't make sense how do you have six bedrooms and 2.5 bathrooms there was a lake by the house that was like less it was 3,000 square feet it had two bathrooms had six bedrooms it was a million dollars i was like absolutely not (laughs) (laughs) not a million a million because it was by the lakefront i was like that's so i could have mosquitoes that's what i was about to say like being by like water is very overrated yeah that's honestly that's some white people shit i'm not even gonna lie <laughs> like swimming in lakes and stuff you might catch some black folks out of ocean but a lake no 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 um i've been doing solid it's the end of the semester is upon us so I'm just trying to wrap up all my projects, make sure all my credits have been counted so we can get this degree and I can keep it moving. <laughs> so there's that. Um, so yeah, I just, I'm I'm truly ready for the pandemic to be over so I can be an introvert by choice. Um, no, being real. a forced introvert. I don't think, <laughs> I don't think I've been out the house since February, y'all. Oh my God. You were a real one because when I tell you I could not, I have to at least take a walk. <laughs> we gotta do something. Um, it's green outside. I would start sneezing. <laughs> like when I saw the pollen, I was like, I forgot pollen existed for a while. And it's really bad this it year. It truly does just cover everything. Yeah, it's pretty bad. It's, it's so bad. weird because usually I'm like super allergic to pollen, but for some reason this year I have not like sneezed at all. Corey, me too. Last year I pollen was beating my ass. This year yeah. people are out here, my coworkers walking in, day hasn't even started and their eyes are swollen. I'm like, y'all okay? And they're like, it's the pollen. Ooh. Mm, yeah, yo, yeah, usually I would be that person Same. with like the swollen and watery eyes and stuff like that, but I haven't been affected at all. Yeah. One of my coworkers no, and I've been like outside. Bad. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't spring the last time was spring and we were at school. 
do I even remember what that was like? <laughs> I don't know. I just know that I used to probably get, like, stuffed noses. I've never been really bad for allergies. I have skin problems, like, eczema and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And so, like, and then, like, getting in my hair. So, like, keeping your hair washed. And then my dog also is very sensitive to pollen. So, I have to wipe him off and give him Benadryl every day. So, he doesn't scratch himself to death. And it sucks because if we don't cut the grass, the grass covers him. Mm. I have a dash out. Yeah. <laughs> so, he's very small and very low to the ground. <laughs> So we don't, we try to stay indoors most of spring. Yeah. That's what we get for living in a fucking forest. <laughs> like, I forget how many, how much trees we have until spring comes around. Yeah. I'm like, damn. <laughs> but no, the world has been um hectic. I hope we're slowly moving towards another type of normal. Mm-hmm. It's going to be interesting when they be like, how? mom what was it like to live in a pandemic i mean i stayed at home most of the time i don't know what to tell you (laughs) yeah and i'm wondering about all the babies that were like born during this time like how that's Mm. gonna affect them Mm. because there are some children who have never seen anyone else besides their family yeah right that is very very true yeah this is gonna be interesting in the the world history books um it'll be interesting to how they see it how they rewrite it yeah but yeah um so we decided to do another chinese cinema um this is kind of i guess our 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 focus when it comes to movies because chinese cinema be hitting and missing sometimes and today is a very interesting (laughs) interesting movie um, Marin brought this to the table for us to do today. We're going to be doing Animal World, that is also known as Animal World Mr. Nobody, which was released in 2018. It's a Chinese action adventure film written and directed by Han Yang, starring Li Yifeng, Michael Douglas, um, Zhou Dongyu. Um, it's based off the manga named Kaiji by Nobuyoki Fukumoto. Um, Animal World. I is... knew it was an anime or manga. <laughs> no wonder that that makes right. sense now. Um, it's produced by all these really big film production companies. It's uh, it the the synopsis according to MDL is a story revolving around a man forced by circumstances participate in a mysterious game of survival. Zinkai Se has nothing in his name, and in order to pay off his debts, he goes aboard a cruise ship as one of the players in a deadly game. It's a game of lies and deception to outsmart the enemy and emerge victoriously for the sake of his mother and his childhood friend. Liu Qing Kaisa struggles to survive. Now. This is 132 minutes. When I tell you the first 48 minutes of this movie make absolutely no fucking sense. None. (laughs) None. So let's begin. Now, I don't know about y'all. I didn't watch the trailer. I didn't read the synopsis. I just started the movie. Mm-hmm. Same. I had no idea what it was going to be about. I had no like, idea what it was about. The cover this is my second really time. Interesting. So. Oh, this is your yeah. second oh, time, okay. Mary. Yeah, I watched okay, it. This is well. the second time. So I, the okay. first time I watched it, I saw the trailer and I was like, okay. And then I was able to understand it a little bit more. Specifically the game. I wasn't just watching mm. this man talk the whole time. I was able to understand it a little bit more. See, see, we're already hitting on points and problems, aren't we, now? (laughs) Um, So, this movie starts, and it starts off by showing us this kind of cartoon clown, giving me very much Joker vibes. It's a cartoon clown. It's named... I don't remember its name. It didn't have a name, right? It was just a clown. Yeah. Like, it was a cartoon clown, and the cartoon clown... And so we get this narrative about this guy. He talks about how um, he's crazy. Sometimes I look at people and they'll turn into these monsters. And I'm sitting here like, so does he have a mental illness? Is that what we're talking about? <laughs> so my first thought while we were while I was watching this little intro where he's talking about, he's like, I'm crazy. I I really resonate with this clown cartoon image, and it's kind of like an alternate personality of mine. And so when I snap, I turn into this clown. And so then I see people as monsters and then I kind of go off. And I was like, pause. One. This is giving me hella incel vibes. You know those mm. um, internet people that relate entirely too much with the Joker? Mm-hmm. And it's specifically the part about the Joker being bullied and then turning into a violent criminal. 
Like, it's none of the other good points about the Joker, his origin story. It's specifically that part where he turns into a mass murderer. Yeah. That's what that was giving me. And I was like, hmm, I don't like this character. (laughs) For me, I didn't really get that at all. I kind of thought he was just saying that basically, like, no, okay, another thing, when he said that, he literally was like, when I get emotional, the clown jumps out, and I laughed because I took it as like, you know how people call themselves a clown? Like, oh, I'm a clown, yeah. or like, this is a clown behavior. That's how I was seeing the whole monologue. Right, right. So when he was like, the clown just jumps out, and I was just laughing Right, so and it also like highlights this fighting scene that we never get to see in the beginning of yeah. this cruise ship that... I guess we were supposed to be waiting for the rest of the movie that never came about. And it's like this slow-mo. Also, production team, y'all can fuck off with all the slow-mo and the hyper-focused stuff. It was really (laughs) getting to me. And so, here's one of the things that I don't like about this character so far is that the the story in itself is utilizing this character's mental illness to make him, like, sort of, like, a an anti-hero and I'm like well that's ableist because not all people with mental illnesses are like crazy people that have like episodes and you know hurt other people Mm -hmm. that's not how that goes and so they he he starts his whole monologue and then we figure out and then it immediately the tone switches and he's sitting in an actual clown costume in an arcade and I was like okay, maybe this movie's not taking itself so seriously and we're going to have fun times. And so he's working at this arcade as a clown. He's taking pictures. He looks miserable as fuck. And so then one of his friends shows up. And one of his friends shows up, I'm guessing he's having another episode. I don't know if it's correct to call them episodes or another uh, illusion. But his friend turns into a monster. And then we're suddenly taken into this like subway montage (laughs) of him killing all these monsters. So then my second thought, after seeing this point i was like okay so does this person like have like did or maybe something where he like switches into also the personality that actually hurts people or all or 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 is this like all intrusive thoughts like you know images and you know cinema um while i was watching this Corey, do you remember that tweet you tweeted out when you said that you saw something on twitter um where somebody said that if you think about like um feature films in your head that you have a mental illness do you remember that yeah it's yeah if you basically what the what they said on tiktok which Mm -hmm. it's tiktok don't take them like that seriously but they were saying that basically like if you have an overactive imagination to where you can like literally imagine full-on novel length scenarios in your head for a long period of time you have some kind of like disorder Mm, okay Hmm. that's interesting yeah Um, i'm like when they said that i was like "Uh, i don't know because you know know, people on tiktok do that thing where they self-diagnose a lot because they read like one of the psychology textbooks (laughs) (laughs) yeah 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 but i was thinking about that while you said that and i was like hmm, uh, I don't know if that's true or not, but that was a very interesting. It just reminded me of that. Yeah, so, for me, when he had those little flashback scenes, mm-hmm. I kept on, especially because of that one scene that you are going to talk about later on, I kept thinking that maybe this is just his imagination is, like, this what he wants to do or thinks right. he could do, possibly, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a lot of unnecessariness. It messes up the rhythm of the movie, and we'll get yeah. to that in a minute. And so he has this, like, he just sees his... We don't even know if it's his friend. First, we think it's like, okay, because this person turned into a monster, is this a villain? Is this something we, we don't like? And as soon as the little montage ends of him killing all these monsters in a subway for no apparent reason, um, uh, his it turns out to be his friend. And his friend is telling him, hey, there's this great expensive ass condo that's being discounted on the market but i don't have all the money to get it you should you know come you know do this with me he's like you know he's like i don't have any money he's like well whose name is on your apartment and i was like this is sus behavior already and this is why Um, he saw him turn into a monster his mind already knew this man was bad (laughs) that this man was giving off bad energy even though it's his friend right giving up bad vibes um and so he's like um you're crazy i'm not about to mortgage my apartment so you can have money to buy this place he's like well come on how are you gonna marry your girlfriend and then he mentions like very cold-bloodedly to me well you know you you wouldn't be in debt um if 
you know, if you would just like unplug your mother. And I was like, the fuck? <laughs> That's rude as shit. He yeah. was like, he said it so casually, like, you know, you wouldn't be like in this miserable life if, you know, you've just like, he's like, the fuck? And so then, um, so then we get to see more about this character whose name is Kaisa, um, Jin Kaisa. And uh, I don't know if I wonder if anybody who speaks Mandarin can actually tell me what his name, like the characters for his name, means. Because I know Su means death, but I don't know if it's the correct Su. And like Kai means quick in some reason. So I'm like quick death. That somebody who actually um, can read Mandarin or nurse anything about that, please let me know. And I wonder. Yeah, because doesn't so that true. depend like on like what exact character they use yeah. in the name or yeah. something? Yeah. So what exact character is his name used? So please, somebody let me know if you have any more information. Oh yeah, like Kaisa. I was like, because like, when they said his name, I was like, doesn't mean death? And I'm like, oh, okay. I, it could be Kwai and not Kai, but I know, I wonder if it's a play on words. So. Yeah. And so, um, so then we get to see his life. He goes to, um, we get to go see this hospital that's kind of overcrowded. Um, and we find that his mother is there and then he sees a nurse and he picks a flower and he goes to this nurse and he was also giving me very much incel vibes this man ain't shit <laughs> because he was like he's like trying to flirt with her and stuff like that and she's like you need money he's like yeah i need like a thousand dollars he's like she's like didn't you just get paid he's like yeah but i showed up late to work and i was like what you you don't sound like somebody who's trying to beat the system who's trying to make it out like there's n- nothing about his character that's really likable at this moment Mm-hmm. and so um because i'm like sis has got a good job and all this stuff and homeboy works as a clown <laughs> so um See, for me i didn't get like his character didn't give me off any bad vibes but when he asked her for money i was like mm, okay um, yeah same he didn't yeah. give me bad vibes per yeah. se he just gave me irresponsible very irresponsible yes. type. Vibes, yeah yeah yes. especially because she yes. was like but Never mind. Let's keep talking. Yeah, yeah. So they go into this little banter about money and responsibility and all this stuff. Like it's like a normal conversation that they probably have all the time. And so then, um, then she gets called into a another patient's room to do an enema. And when the speaker came on and the dude asked, he's like, "I need an enema." I was like, "Can you just order an enema like that? Like, doesn't the doctor have to prescribe you an enema?" <laughs> Anyway, so she's basically being sexually um, assaulted by these patients that want an enema. And because they separate the women and the men into a different room, all the other men patients are laughing as this nurse has to give this man an enema. I wanted to punch every single one of them in the fucking face. I was so upset by this scene. But it's probably something that nurses have to deal with, unfortunately. And so, um, of course, the Kaisa is like... um, they're best friends but also kind of lovers but also kind of you know they're like um together but not together and so he gets pissed off he's like do you know he's you know he's playing with you she's like this is my job and i was like i was like that's right you don't let nobody message your bag <laughs> she, can, <laughs> she can take this to hr take this to somebody else but you don't let nobody message your bag what are you being possessive and jealous of you just asked her for money how is she supposed to get money for you if she's not working and doing her job exactly and so but then he then they do this little flash thing where the mat the the face of the clown shows up and i was at first i was like okay so he's going into another episode or another like illusion or or of his imagination and he grabs one of the glass iv bottles and cracks it against the guy's head i think or whatever and he just gets mad he starts punching him and then one of the other patients in that room goes into cardiac arrest and i was waiting for the scene to end and be like oh this was his imagination no he actually did that (laughs) (laughs) he actually did that he was like no fuck it i was like oh okay well somebody has anger management issues and so then they put his mom out in the hallway because he can't pay the bill and because she is comatose i'm guessing right now so they put in more um um a patient with what is it more emergency needs into her place and so while he's there is this where his friend no while he's there he over and then he goes to check on um his best friend 
um, Liu Qing, the nurse, and he overhears her and one of her colleagues talking, and she's like, you should get away from him. Like, he's, like, not worth nothing, and she's defending him. She's like, he wouldn't be like this if it wasn't for his mother. Um, he was the smartest kid in our class, and, you know, you know, life has just been hard on him, and then they talk about this man that bought her, like, a purse and stuff like that, and so he's feeling sorry about himself, and so when she gets off work, she comes to check on his mother, and um, he says to her, if you find somebody better or who's worth it um then go for it or you want to marry and she looks at him she's like i already found somebody i want to marry but he doesn't want to marry me because he did, he thinks he doesn't deserve me and so they have this kind of like moment and i'm like hmm, sis you can find better but do you love is blind um <laughs> <laughs> and so this is the moment that kaisa makes a decision now here's something that we also need to give you a little context about um his mother is in a comatose but she's smiling very creepily and they never explained that because i assume that they're going to do a part two of this movie as you'll see why as we continue but i was just like that's suspicious as fuck why does she have this like eerily eerie smile on her face and so kaisa makes a decision he calls best friend um and says that um they meet up he signs he co-signs for the loan and gives him the deed to the apartment at the hospital now while and kaisa says to him if you fuck this up i'm gonna beat your ass and i'm like that's a good warning that's a good warning but you you already into the situation knowing that something is something is afoot something yeah, is not and didn't he literally, when he tried to read the contract he was like oh it's in english like i was right yeah he's like yes Mm-mm. so kaisa is actually at this moment we start to realize that kaisa is not like he's desperate but he's smart he's like let me read the contract again and best friend goes oh it's not english you don't need to he's like he's like it's okay it's fine it's whatever he snatches the deed he runs up the hallway and then there is i'm calling him cyborg guy his name is ando but this guy with shaved sides on his head has tattoos all over his head there's nothing wrong with tattoos but he's in all black he's wearing sunglasses a suspicious character basically a very sus sus he's sus as hell and best friend runs up to him and hands in the deed and you can just feel the dread coming we're like oh shit (laughs) something's wrong and so so then um so then kaisa leaves the hospital on his little moped and he's like going home or whatever he stops to buy cigarettes um and i was like "Hmm, that's not a great way to spend your money but i understand the stress um and so and then he stops and he buys this little gift chain from this lady, this old lady, and he realizes somebody's following him. And he turns around. Oh, he realizes somebody's following him. Does he go home after that? Or does he, does he meet the guy? I don't know. But he gets a, he goes back to the hospital. He gets a call. And the call, I don't remember what the call was for. But all, all, the next thing I remember is that he ends up at a real estate agent, the place where his best friend worked, right? The, the call yeah. was from his friend. Um, oh, yes. Oh, okay, yeah. It was a voicemail saying, like, oh, I'll make sure I'm I pay sorry. you back. And the yeah, friend yeah, yeah. sounded, like, really here. distressed or something. Yes, yes. So he gets, he's at the hospital. He gets a call. Best friend is like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'll, I'll work it out. We'll get something better. And then the call hangs up. And I'm like, well, shit has obviously gone down. <laughs> and so... After receiving the suspicious ass phone call, Kaisa goes to best friend's workplace. The realtor talks about how his best friend had took the deposit from another client, spent the money, and he'd been fired two months ago. I was like, well. Yeah, <laughs> as soon as he said that, I was like, dang, he has, like, what what the gut feeling that I had was correct. Like, his right. friend is a horrible person. The impending doom was always right. And so then, while in sitting here in front of his um, best friend's ex-boss he gets another call from an unknown number and the unknown number says you were in the wrong place and he's like what he says go to the window on your left and look outside and who is standing there cyborg dude from the hospital that he saw with his best friend when he gave over the deed he comes outside and then does they just kidnap him at that moment i think they, kidnap they put him a bag over his head and, and then they took him to the office yeah mm-hmm. then i take him to the office and we appear in front of Michael Douglas. And I was like, I know I've seen this white man before. And yeah, he's same. Very... I was like, I've seen him everywhere. <laughs> this, um, his name is Anderson in the film. And um, they put in uh, this little, the little ear things that translate the simultaneous language translators or whatever. And I'm just sitting here for, I just don't understand 
the need to hire foreign actors for films like this? Because what was the point? I think <laughs> this movie, gotta... though, was a Hollywood Chinese um, collaboration. Collab. Yeah. I yeah. Think. I... And they always have white people involved in those. Yeah. I, ugh, I still don't <laughs> like it. <laughs> Something about it rubs me the wrong way, but if they want to make the white man the evil man, fine. Let's continue. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, Anderson goes on this whole rant about how in the contract you owe us like eight million dollars more than you did owe us he's like trying to ask him what happened to his friend shows him a video of his friend getting basically pinned on the ground and signing over his rights or whatever but he's like hey you gotta pay us back he's like but it's gonna take you 30 years so you have a choice you can either spend 30 years suffering trying to pay back this loan or you can get on this boat that is going off to international waters and play this game and i'm sitting here like okay hunger games (laughs) <laughs> this is giving me Hunger Games vibes. Real quick, too, the fact that his friend put out a loan in his name, like really, it was <laughs> the word friend should was, not be. Yeah, oh, yeah. No. he was trash. He's yeah. trash, and he's gonna continue to be trash because <laughs> you know there's an actual moral to the story. Um, so he's like, you have, and then Anderson goes you have one minute to think about it i said one minute <laughs> right he's like tick tock tick tock and he's like fine i'll do it and so he signs up for this thing he decides to go back to the hospital and say goodbye to um girlfriend and mom and he's like if i'm not back in a week you can unplug my mom and she's like where are you going what the fuck also btw the actress who plays the girlfriend is a very mm-hmm. um popular actress and i was like sis how much money did they pay you to be in this minor ass role? Yeah, I know I've seen her before. <laughs> her acting is so good in that scene when she's like, where the fuck are you going? Like, her crying. Yeah. like That, like, crying, worried, concerned face. I was like, they must have been paying you buka bucks to do these, like, 15 <laughs> lines that she had. Buka bucks. I can't even be mad at her for it. Because, like, do you? But, so, they do that. He leaves. He gets taken back to, um with another group of a group of men who are all gruffly dressed who all look um considerably living a um below poverty lifestyle and they talk about how okay so y'all finna go on this boat in international waters but we're finna inject you with this you know sleeping drug and so they're injecting the people one by one and kaisa is watching this and then he hyper focuses on this fly and while he's hyper focusing on this fly he decides, oh no, I'm not gonna do this shit. So he knocks the 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 anesthetic out of the guy's hand. He runs away. He gets on a motorcycle. He gets in a car, and then the dudes in the the dudes from the company and the motorcycle are chasing him. They go throughout the city. Um, they go throughout the city. They go into this tunnel. He's baby boy knows how to drive a goddamn car. That's all I can say. I don't know why he didn't use that talent. He was driving real. Qu- we're clean on this highway, knocking these people on the motorcycles. I couldn't tell what was a motorcycle, what was a body <laughs> at that point. I was like watching the scene, but the one thing that got me is that the last person that actually got into the car with him, there's no scene of him actually kicking him out of the car. It's like they're <laughs> they're driving and then they cut to a shot of behind the car and the dude in the motorcycle just flies out of the car and the door flies off his hinges. <laughs> and so you're watching the scene and we're thinking that ooh he got away and then it zaps back and it shows you that it was all in Kaisa's imagination. Now tell me that this did not break the rhythm of the fucking movie. I was like, what was the point? What was the point? There these little They kinda had been doing that the whole movie so far, right. so it didn't really break the rhythm. It kinda just showed more that he's like constantly in his head making up these really fantastical scenarios and shit like that for me i didn't think of it as necessarily episodes i i took of it as whenever his anxiety got too much and so Mm -hmm. whenever those scenes happen i'll be like oh he's really freaked out right now and those scenes for me how hectic it was made it feel like I would like gave me that anxiety feel, so I felt what the character was feeling. So, and then when it went back to normal, I was like, "Oh, okay." I was like, "I understand that shit." You're in your head, and you're just your anxiety is just going up and up and up and up and up, and that's what I, that represented to me. 
See, I didn't get that because I felt like with the the whole little monologue at the beginning that they were trying to blur the lines of reality and what's in his head, and they were doing it a little too clearly. And mm-hmm. it's just like I, cause like the whole like I get the action scene of him like, okay, cool, I gotta run away, but why was it so long? Why was yeah. it so long? <laughs> and why was it like? And they were doing all these like really like slow mo scenes and were like focusing on this fly. And I'm like, y'all were just doing this to do the graphics. Like there was no yeah that. And I feel like they made it that long to try to trick the audience into thinking that he actually escaped. So when they jumped back to him standing there, you're like, what the fuck? He didn't actually escape. Wow. And then you see him attempt to do the thing that he imagined he could (laughs) have done. And so right. Yeah, and so he attempts to do it, and of course it doesn't work because they have a gun with the anesthetic yeah, in it, and like, they just shoot his ass. <laughs> and I'm like, I feel like that would have been more impactful if it was shorter. If it was just like, okay, he he almost got away. He's like, cool, this is what I'm gonna do. It didn't feel that way because I guess the I guess the amount of time between like the when they jump back and the setup like again, and you're like, okay, cool. It's we we know it's not gonna work out at that point because mm-hmm. we've already saw what could have happened if it actually did so i felt like the suspense dropped for me and they do a lot of these like really slow-mo scenes like it reminds me of when um movies try to show that people have superpowers mm-hmm. and they like hyper focus on like sounds like even that um there's a i didn't talk about this but there's a slow-mo scene of happening in the hospital where he's just like sitting in front of his mom's beds and you can hear like all the shots and the things and stuff like that i'm like how does he hyper aware of this does he have a superpower i feel like they weren't clear on what they were trying to convey of what these scenes just supposed to be like if it's supposed to be like his anxiety or something like i felt like it should have been less slow-mo mm-hmm. and less like background sounds or like you know like action sounds like swoosh and the things like that and it should have been like just focusing on like if they just focus on like an iv drip that would have been like much more intense does that make sense Mm-hmm. yeah it makes sense and then since you mentioned like the superhero movie part i think the reason why me and Marion are taking it so differently is because we both watch like a lot of the marvel stuff uh-huh. so like when we see stuff like this we kind of like i don't know how to explain it but like i can you can tell like when someone is supposed to be having like powers and then like a really over dramatic scene in a way mm-hmm but yeah, I definitely understand what you're saying. Cause like, if you were to just look at it and see him like having this fucking daredevil ass uh, echolocation type <laughs> vision and stuff like that, you'd be like, okay, he's like a, a damn superhero or something. But yeah, I see what right. you're saying. Right, right. It just felt kind of out of place. Like the effects kind of felt out of place with what they were going with the story, especially since we move on to act two. Now, <laughs> we get on this boat. And this suddenly turns into a variety show. Have y'all seen The Genius? No. Like, no. The Korean variety show? This literally feels like an episode of The Genius. They put all these smart celebrities in one room, and this is literally what they do. They play like these mind card games where you have to like do maths and do stuff like this to outdo your opponent. And I was like, this could have been an entire variety show. I don't understand <laughs> why you tried to make it a movie. Now, um... So they get on this boat, um, they get branded with numbers. I was happy to see that the numbers didn't go like into the thousands. I was like, <laughs> I'm glad it's under 100. So they get on this boat and they get taught the rules of the game. Am I about to explain this game to y'all? Absolutely not. So basically, there's a rough, a rough translation. It's basically rock, paper, scissors. Each player is given 12 cards um, and stars. You have to have played all 12 of your cards and still have three or more stars by the end of the game. Yeah. And that it's is like the whole part. Yeah, it's four hours. And if you don't do it within the four hours, you will be eliminated. If you um try to get rid of your cards, you'll be eliminated. If you have one card and three stars, you're still going to get eliminated. You have to have zero cards and three or more stars. Mm-hmm. And you have yeah, four and sets then, like, of each literally- card. Yep. Yes. So like uh rock, paper, and then scissor, and then like there other than that, there's like no rules, right? Like yeah. you can yeah, do whatever. You can you just cheat. Yeah. You can team up with people, you can do all of that, but you have to your cards will get recycled. So they have a countdown of how many cards are left for each rock, paper, and scissors. Um, you have to do within the four hours. 
and so it doesn't even matter if you have like six stars if you still have one card left it's not you're you're still gonna be um eliminated and then they tell you that elimination is bad because you know it could be a fight to the death i was assuming it was a fight to the death with that scene that we had at the beginning of the movie Mm -hmm. yeah i was like okay it's gonna be a fight to the death type of situation but they're like they're doing human experiments of people in the basement all this other stuff and so um and so the game begins we find out that uh kaisa uh doesn't there's people that have been on this ship multiple times i don't know how you get into this multiple times right. but they're half <laughs> like you after you got here once money at that point like you need right. better spending habits or something <laughs> financial manager or something like that like you came back fam exactly and so um a guy approaches kaisa and he's like hey um put your cards in a certain order and meet me at table six if you want to take me up on what it's offer we all know this is going south kaisa goes to table six the first few rounds um the guy matches his cards and then he like oh damn i made a mistake i made a mistake you play your card again and i'll play the right card and of course he's cheating so he takes one of kaisa's stars and so kaisa continues to play for a while and um i guess he's down to one star and then he realizes that best friend is on the boat with him best friend is on the boat with him <laughs> i would have mm-hmm. beat his ass as soon as that i was real <laughs> man would have been did, the he? he was like what the fuck him. Yeah, he did. He kind of jumped on him the first time he saw him. He's like, so they kind of make up a plan. So then we kind of realize that Kaisa is a very smart person, very smart individual, and he's trying to figure out a way to win this game. So there's a bunch of these montages of him like kind of going in his head and counting, and he's explaining to us how they're gonna win. And I'm like, I don't, I don't understand how this movie did good in the box office because. <laughs> Honestly, if you couldn't stream it and pause it and think, you don't know what's happening. You yeah, don't know what's happening. To, little... You'd have to either be paying a. I the thing is, I think that, I think there was a lot going on with the film that it was very hectic. But I, uh-huh. if you watch it the second time, they are clearly describing to you how the game is working, like every single time. Yes. But yeah, if you're watching it the first time, oh hell no, you're not keeping up no <laughs> yeah like i didn't have to pause it or anything but like even i was like this is like an information overload it was yeah. getting very much anime the whole time that's why right. I, I think that's why i was like okay like i didn't really think negatively about it because it was giving very much anime manga so when you said it was a manga i was like oh everything makes sense now <laughs> all of it makes yeah sense. it makes sense um i also just think this is poor storytelling um mm-hmm. and this definitely should have been a drama because it gets interesting towards the end um but it's that whole thing of like kind of i appreciate them realizing that the audience is not going to follow along so he spent a lot of time explaining explaining the game but i also feel like that was the downfall of the movie which you would (laughs) which you would think that oh they're playing rock paper scissors that's not hard oh no oh no that's (laughs) it's kind of hard to keep up with kind of (laughs) right right so they're doing this game and kai says like we have to find somebody with no stars or some other cards left they're looking for more cards so they come across this guy who's kind of um got on glasses um i don't remember his name um oh shaopong shaopong is uh the guy with glasses that has no stars or whatever and so mm-hmm. he's like team up with us and so kaiza shows him his cards openly and um shaopong steals one of the cards goes to play it loses the star and so they decide to they decide to team as a three. They beat his ass. Though no, they take him into the bathroom and whoop that ass. They, as they now, because... no, they no, they literally whoop him like with a belt. Like yes, he was spanking his ass. He was whipping him with a belt. And so now Xiao Peng is on their side. Xiao Peng, we find out Xiao Peng is a dad, and um, he wants to get back to his daughter. And so the three of them team up, and so they decide that they're going to buy out um a certain card. So that they could win and then they can all have three stars. Unfortunately, somebody overhears this and th- th- does the same thing. They waited too long. When they were buying mm-hmm. out the cards and then they would go back to the bathroom, I was like, I was like, what timing is he waiting for? Y'all <laughs> yeah. are down to like an hour and a half. <laughs> and so um before this, um, Kaiza and um best friend beat this other this white dude with the beard. 
um because they were showing you like how people were usually playing the game honestly that scene was really not needed i guess it was just to show us that kaiza knows what he's doing yeah it was showing his good at what he does. actually works yeah and so they team up they do this they and then um they're in the bathroom talking about like how this is so risky and all this other stuff and the human experiments and all this other stuff and they go out and shaopong comes in and he's just like we have a problem and they realized that the number that Kaisa had calculated about like paper or one of the cards is lower. So somebody else had been buying cards. And so we also re- figure out that there are rich people watching this happen. Um, not surprising. High- yeah, not surprising <laughs> whatsoever. Also, pause. Can we talk about Anderson's speech real quick? Where he was like, there are no laws here. There is no class here. But I'm a rich motherfucker. You bitches owe me money. So fight to the death. I was like, <laughs> so there is no. class. <laughs> right. He was just like, there's no laws, no class, no morals. And I was like, but they have to do this or they're going to die. So <laughs> what was the point of He said, y'all are performing poorly. And I was like, yeah, well, I am fighting for my life here. So right. go upstairs and, and do so your you cocktail. <laughs> you see all these people losing and so um i want to say before they realize that somebody else is doing the same plan or them or after they uh win from the white guy a guy comes uh, the the officers bring in a guy who was trying to flush his cards down the toilet because he had three stars but he had three cards left and so anderson was like huh this is early elimination and shoots him in the head and then it continues on with the game and I was like, well then. <laughs> That's when he goes, you're performing poorly. And I was like, mm, well, I mean, I would be too if you just yeah, slaughtered like, somebody. Compared to all the other years, you guys were doing terrible. This is like, okay. Well, <laughs> wasn't supposed to mean to me. Right. I'm trying to live today, sir. Exactly. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care what the other previous years did. I'm trying to win and live. Right. And so, so they figure out that there's another... Um, three teams of foreigners, I call them foreigners because they're just not Chinese, um, who had done the same thing they were doing. They were, they were buying up like rock or paper, uh, opposite mm-hmm. card. They were doing the same plan as Kaiser because they heard his plan. And so or they saw his plan. And so now they're fucked. And so Kaiser was like, hmm, how do I turn the situation on them? I pay them out. So he gets two of the people to turn on the leader of the group. Basically... Um, does another little game where he like bet five stars. I bet five stars, you bet three stars. If I win, then I get your stars or whatever, whatever, whatever. They do that, they win, they get more stars. So now they have to go back and buy different cards because they still have to get out of here. They need what, three, six, nine stars and no cards. Mm-hmm. It's almost impossible at this point because they have like 60 cards. Um, And so then the guy that had tricked kaiza in the beginning comes up to him and he's trying to make a deal with him um he was like let me pay you to do this or take my card or something like that and kaiza was like um he's like i'll give you a star i'll give you a star and kaiza was like nope bitch so he's like sayonara motherfucker and so he has a plan but then motherfucker um decides that he's going to tell everybody we should all put our cards together and shuffle them and i was like this man is gonna cheat (laughs) what was the point so he basically talks all the rest of the players they have like 30 minutes left not even 30 minutes um he he basically fucks up kaiza and the team's plan by saying we should put all of our cards together and reshuffle because right now everybody knows what everybody else has and so he decides he motherfucker himself shuffles the cards of course he makes it so he wins he knows what other, all the other players have um and so they get back to the game and he is trying to trick one of the other players into playing him um so he wins and he gets a star and he'll be safe because all of his cards will be gone kaiza had already thought about this shit um so what kaiza offers to the remaining players is that i will put all my cards down in order, rock, paper, scissors. And whatever cards you have, you can have it. And he's going to just replace the cards so people can get their cards and leave, basically. Um, who can, They can play their cards and have three stars and go because he has more than three stars right now. And so he does this, which fucks up motherfuckers' plan, and he explains to them how he's been cheating. And he's like... And he, um, what Kaiza also explains to him is that his count was off 
because the guy who tried to flush his cards, um, the counter is only tracking cards that get put in the boxes, not the cards that have been lost. So he's a smart dude. This is the moment. Um, so this is the moment in the story where um, Kaisa definitely has outsmarted everybody. This is the moment where I started kind of to like his character. Yeah. I didn't like him in the beginning because he was giving me insult vibes. He's obviously a smart individual. His um, situation has just... I also think it's because the way the directors are trying to do this whole, like, he's crazy thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, it just felt like it was ancillary to his character at this point of the film. Because the clown thing didn't come back up, like, at all, almost until the end. But I understand why they did the clown thing now, because um, when he was in the bathroom, he told his best friend what actually happened on his eighth birthday. We hear this ominous whistling. It's his birthday. And somebody comes in, a kid basically comes in, puts a bag over his head, sits him in front of this cartoon and kills his parents or kidnaps his parents. Dad is gone and mom's ends up in a coma. And so basically kills his dad because his dad died. Okay. Dad died and mom's in a coma. And so this basically kind of made this clown, like the sound of this clown kind of imprint on him, I guess is his brain trying to cope with the trauma. Yeah. Now this makes more sense to me about him being like crazy or whatever. Like, I'm like, maybe he has DID. I don't know. I don't want to diagnose him, but like, I wish they would have spent more time with his character in the beginning of the film and mm-hmm. less on this like, ooh, he's crazy. He's out of control. Cause like, I didn't care about him until that moment. And that was like an hour and a half, an hour and 20 minutes into the film. And so um, he outsmarts everybody. He gets eliminated. He saves um, Xiaopeng and best friend. And so he gets put into this room. Um, they strip him of all his clothing. They put him into this room with all these other people who have had like towels tied around them. He meets this guy who is heavily scarred the fuck up, like heavily scarred. And we meet the grandpa that they saw in earlier episodes who was like, have you seen the dude with the white coat? The dude with the white coat had told grandpa to get eliminated to go into the elimination room and help him cheat, which was allowed. But of course, the dude in the white coat was not had no will to save grandpa because you can use your stars to redeem people who have been eliminated. Now, um, the guy with the scars is talking about how, oh, so you came in here empty handed. He's like, you have to come in here, you know, with something so people will uh, redeem you. And he's yeah. like, no, my friends are going to redeem me. It's going to be okay. It's going to be fine. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> because the minute that the game is over and the uh, Anderson goes, now you can buy and trade stars. You can now save your friends if you want to do what you got to do. Everybody tries to buy stars from Xiaopeng and best friend and instead of the best friend tried to redeem uh, redeem um, Kaiser but Xiaopong is like we can make millions of dollars by selling these extra stars you're gonna save him he was lying the whole time about his identity right what did he say he was? Like he wasn't actually a dad, or yeah, he he yeah. was like I stole this wallet off of somebody. He ne- I don't think he said what he actually was or who he actually was, but that but he was basically lying. he doesn't have a daughter. That whole soft story from the beginning was fake. He stole that wallet and everything. Mm-hmm. He is the one who basically pushed the best friend into not saving. Um, Kaiser, yeah. Ka- yeah, yeah. But the thing is, for me, I don't think the best friend, the best friend, if you could be swayed with that little like push you're right. not a good person like he wasn't a good person to begin with yeah. it, was like, it wasn't even like Xiaopeng was like talking to him for a long time like they had been talking all he for, had like, to do was mention ago. money like literally all he had to do was like he's like we can make millions and that's all it took I was like and so rightfully so the people start turning into monsters again and um so Kaisa is like watching basically these people betray him after he did all this to protect them and he's like fuck it so the dude who gets redeemed by his friends turns around to go and I'm like oh so Kaisa then jumps on him and I'm like oh Kaisa's trying to take the money so they fight and fight and fight and fight um the officers break it up and I'm like 
is this what y'all wanted them to do? But the officers break it up. I guess because he was getting redeemed. Um, the officers break it up and he lets them go. And then the old man was just like, why did you do that? Like, I know this is really sad, but you're going to have to accept it. And Kaiser was like, no, no. Um, he's like, the money in that bag was not enough to buy a star. That means this man had to come in here with something more than a star. He's like, that bandage on his back is bleeding. And it's a safe space that nobody would think he would carry anything. And then he opens his fucking hand and it's diamonds. I was like, bitch, you better work. Right. You better work. You want to talk about a little twist at the end of a film? I was like, I was like, okay. I was like come on. Come on, sir. This is when I started to really love him. And I was like, this, I was like, imagine if they had spent like 15 minutes in this box just talking to people and Kaiser kind of like realizing. Because like it was a little too quick that he got that the diamonds were in the wound. Mm-hmm. But I would love to see him like kind of like, because I know this actor can act better than what the screen time he was given. Because mm-hmm. a lot of the screen time he was just talking about the game, right? Yeah. But a lot of time like, was spent explaining stuff. Yeah. Like, I would have loved to see him, like, completely, like, break the fuck down and then watch him be like, hmm, now I have to get the fuck out of here and then realize that this dude has diamonds on his back. Like, I would have, this would have been, I I feel like if they would have, I don't know what they needed to do. This just, it should have just been a TV show. It should have been a TV show. (laughs) But we'll talk about that more. Let's continue to this little ending. So... Kaiser gets the diamonds and he shows them and so the dudes redeem him and the minute he gets out of there he throws the diamonds at the dudes and beats the shit out of Shao Pong and I was like that was that was nice that was great um beats the shit out of Shao Pong takes the money from Shao Pong and best friend and gets off the goddamn boat I was like well look at there and then we get this cut of Anderson who says interesting and I'm like interesting what's interesting of course, they're setting up for a movie too. I thought they were going to set up for a movie too when I realized that most of the movie was just explaining the game. Because now, when they do movie two, they don't have to explain it as much. <laughs> if yeah. you watch movie one, <laughs> and so, uh, so uh, Kaiser gets out the boat. He, <laughs> this is a weird scene. He goes back to the hospital. Um, his girlfriend, she's washing her hair, and he puts red um dye food dye in the water so when she puts her hair in and looks back at the water it's red and then when she turns around he's taking pictures of her so you can tell they've been like best friends for a long time and she's like oh my god you're back and they like cry and rejoice together and his mom um gets a better room they're um i don't know what else happened in that scene before they cut to the ending cut i don't think there's anything significant though um he basically we basically see that he has enough money to um that his mom is now like back in a room or whatever um so then they do this like little title card of the main actors and then it cuts to another scene where he's sleeping by his mom's bed and then he gets a call to come get his mom's medicine and he sees a black figure walking down the hallway and he goes to chase after it and i'm like why the fuck would you do that by yourself I was like, Kaiser, you are not that clown, first of all. <laughs> so I don't even know if you can fight. <laughs> so why are we doing this? Why are we doing this? So he goes to follow this clown. He goes down the stairwell, goes into a basement by himself. Who does he see? Ando. And then who? Do, what do we hear? Whistling. And what do we do? We turn around and find it's Anderson. So Anderson was the goddamn man who killed his dad and made his mom go into a coma when he, it was his eighth birthday. And I was like, this is the more interesting story. <laughs> this is the more interesting story. Y'all spent yeah. most of this movie explaining this goddamn game. And so then the movie ends. And here we are. Dun, dun. Are we satisfied? Yeah, I oh, thought it was actually was, pretty yeah. good. I thought the movie oh, wow. ended pretty well for me. I didn't see the that ending clip. I didn't see it the first time, so that was new for me. Mm-hmm. Oh, so you probably just cut it off as soon as yeah. you saw like the name yeah. card and stuff. But yeah, yeah, the, yeah. I thought movie. it was pretty good. Like, I, I don't. I think it's because the whole time, but once again, it was giving me anime video game vibes. So I was able mm-hmm. to like follow the story pretty easily. But mm-hmm. I do agree with what you said about it should have been like a TV show and stuff because when I was watching it, I thought the same thing. And then 
now that you said it was a manga i looked it up and it does have an anime to it i think maybe like with this movie specifically they took elements from the original work but they included a lot of extra stuff because i'm reading like the wiki for the manga and like it seems like it's it's similar but it's different like they of course Mm -hmm. have that whole card game right but there's like Mm -hmm. apparently there's like 10 different no not 10 there's like one two three four five six seven oh yeah there's 10 different types of games that they do so I'm wondering, like, are they gonna make ten movies or? Um, no. Let me make. <laughs> let me give you the bad news. This is a 2018 movie from somebody who's been in the Chinese industry. This is not getting the second movie. It's 2021. Oh yeah. It's so, not. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah it's and it not already had. A, it already has a Japanese film trilogy too. So really? So yeah. I don't know. Oh, yeah, I'm they so already cool. have like they have three, and the <laughs> the newest one came out last year. But that one is based directly off the manga, so I'm not sure if it has that clown stuff and that animal stuff in it. Yeah. For me, two things. Number one, um, Tori, have you ever seen the the drama Money Game? Yes. Released years ago. This gave me that kind of energy. People put into a place, having to work out through all, the, all of that stuff, and I loved that drama. But there's this, okay, so there's this this um article on film inquiry where they it talk wasn't about released the years ago it was released last year i didn't watch money game i'm thinking okay. of the one with song Rook. yeah um, and this quote this quote it says those who cannot settle with the film's re- restless personality will find this whole ordeal irritating as the 140 minute runtime frequently switches from being a explosive action blockbuster an intellectual heist picture and a high-strung gambling drama all powered by the spirits of guy ritchie takashi Miki, and 50 cans of red bull so if that's not for you then <laughs> this whole movie is probably not yeah thing <laughs> So, Liar Game is actually one of my um, yeah favorite crime dramas. That's what it's I meant. Also, That's what I, I meant. Liar Game. Yeah, it's also based off of a, um, mm-hmm. I think it's a Japanese anime, but it's also kind of like this whole high stakes bet money, yeah, life on the line type game. And so, watching this movie, here's the thing: I would have appreciated it more if they actually spent time with the character. Mm-hmm. I think that's what my problem with it. He like from the beginning. He was just kind of coming off to me as, like, somebody who's very irresponsible and not smart at all. Mm-hmm. Like, and so when they did the switch to him being, like, a fucking genius, I was, like, like, the scene, the whole little action scene of him, like, having, like, imagining him escape, escaping, I was, like, I, this doesn't give me anything about this character to know yeah. besides that he has these, like, over-imagination. They but we only, get that. They only gave you one hint. They gave you one hint in the beginning that he was into like a very smart person because he was on his app playing that game. I know the app game he was playing and I've played it before and the rate, how fast his fingers were moving and the math you would have to do. That's the only time they gave you a hint. You mean Sudoku? He was in Sudoku? I don't think, is it Sudoku? Because I've played that app before. So yeah. So that was the only hint they gave you that like, because he was, mindlessly playing that game like doing it real fast i'm talking about the one where he was talking to the friend while also doing sudoku i think it was when he was sitting on his mom's bed in the beginning of the film oh i didn't see that okay okay yeah he's playing a, he's playing an app he's on his phone playing a, a an app and it's like a math game and he's going really fast on it and i was like oh, okay mm. in my in my head i was like oh that's how i knew he was like a little smart See, but I don't understand why those things are small, mm. but all these other ancillary things are big. Like, did we really have to see him killing, like, the clown killing animals in a subway? Was that necessary? Or could that I have been I feel like they probably just did characters? that to show off, like, the graphics and right. stuff. Right. Like, yeah. that probably all, that's all that was. It's very annoying. And so, I don't hate this film. I'm more interested in the story that happened at the end more than anything. Yeah. And I actually do, like, um mind games like this in a variety setting like a variety show and watching people like come up with plans like this when it's in a movie you know it's gonna work out for the character so there's not really any suspense about it mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. like in a variety show you don't know who's gonna win and uh, but like in a movie it's like okay he's gonna win because this is a movie 
yeah, I get what you're saying, but it was still good to see him like figure out how to win. Yeah. Per se. Like yeah, I thought yeah. they put that they they paid like really well attention to that. And then the thing about him, like he like not seeming smart at the beginning. I don't know. I didn't really have an issue with that. I think maybe because his girlfriend or his friend was like basically she had didn't she say that he's actually he was smart, smart. yeah he, yeah and he got put on hard times co how i kind of saw his character is that like somebody who had a bright future ahead of them but yeah. because of family circumstances he had to derail all of that and yeah. like become a different person and work jobs that he didn't want to work and so when yeah, he yeah. finally did get onto that boat and showed how smart he was it was like a nice surprise for me I I do agree that they did pay very well attention to explaining the game and too much attention it, to the game. Yeah, a little too much attention. My thing is that I don't like to have to infer about mm. characters. You know what I'm saying? If mm. I want to hate them, I want to be able to hate them throughout the movie, unless you, like and then you like throw in twists where we kind of love them. And if I want to have to like this character from the beginning, I feel like we should we should we definitely should spend more time with him. Because they starting off the movie by saying I'm crazy, I was like, this is going to be a psychological thriller. And then it didn't end up being a psychological thriller at all. It was more mm-hmm. of a high stakes gambling game. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And the tension that the movie, like I felt like it was supposed to give, didn't give it because they were paying too much attention to like these hyper kind of superpower um, montages of things. Like the amount that they use slow-mo in this movie, there should be a law. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that then you cannot use slow-mo that much like to me it just felt like the rhythm of the movie kept breaking because mm-hmm. i was just like what the fuck is going on and i'm okay with being confused but i'm not okay with being confused on parts where i shouldn't be confused at mm-hmm. does that make sense yeah like i can be confused about this game because i might not completely understand it and they did a great job explaining it but i'm still gonna get with it because th- once it switched to that part of the movie i was okay with it I was enjoying the movie after they started getting into the game. And I was like, ooh, okay, cool. But, like, the beginning of it where they just come out with, like, oh, I'm crazy. I was like, okay, you just have anger management issues. You're not insane. (laughs) (laughs) He's not, I don't think he's mentally ill. I think he just have an overactive Mm -hmm. imagination. And so labeling himself crazy kind of. Yeah, PTSD. And it's kind of like throwing it. It was throwing off the beginning of the movie for me. The second act of the movie, I think, is great. Well, not great. It's okay. It's better than whatever the first half of it was. I just, I feel like I should care more about this character than I, and I don't, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, Especially with these actors, because I know that they are great actors. And I'm like, where was the acting? Where was the. (laughs) Yeah, I think for me, I wasn't concerned. I I don't know for, I don't really, (laughs) like, I'm not concerned about, like, caring for the characters i think the story really interested me so that's why i was like mm-hmm. oh this is good because it was like the story itself was interesting but as far as him as a character i could care less <laughs> like right like you're <laughs> right about them not like giving you any reason to be attached to him right 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 so yeah and like i also like want to know about more about this company the ship we, we just we barely oh, yeah, spent any time with the antagonist either. Like they so, they made it seem like these people are just doing this because they're rich. Right. That is probably the case. I'm not gonna lie, that probably is the case. Like they're just doing <laughs> this because they can, but they could have like like did they even give the company a name? It did, I don't remember it. Yeah, they didn't like they didn't say it enough for us to remember the name. Like we don't know anything about this company other than the fact they take people who owe them money and force them to do ridiculous things. Yeah. It's Anyway, I give it um a five, a six, a six out of ten. Mm-hmm. I wasn't blown away by it. I appreciate the attention to detail that they had in it um, concerning the game, but yeah. I felt like the storytelling method was wrong. Would have been a great like six episode series. Um, I'd give it like a seven point five. I'd say. Yeah, I'll mm. give it a seven or an eight. Yeah, hmm. That was that was interesting. Y'all should have heard me. We need to do a live action of one of these Chinese movies because I would, I'd be having questions. I'm like, what the fuck? What the fuck? <laughs> I think too. So, as far as the card thing, explaining it, like, 
there are so many shows that I watch that give that kind of information overload to where yes, like I like, at this point I can follow along because it's just like okay, no, he said this, this, and this. All right, I get it now. When <laughs> because, I like, when they, I used, sorry, no, go ahead. When I would read manga and they would have those blocks of information overload text. When I tell you my ass, when I tell you my ass would skip right over it. I'd be like, get the NA, okay, skip. I'm like, I'm not sitting here and reading all of this. Like there was this one anime I watched with my friend called Fate, and like the very first episode is literally them talking for like 30 minutes straight, giving information, and I'm just sitting here like bro why would they do this like they couldn't sprinkle this throughout the entire story like <laughs> sit there and the main characters yeah. just talking for 10 yeah, minutes they're just talking straight. like this is why i did this and this is my background and i did this because i'm a part of this i'm like okay okay we get it oh <laughs> uh, but i mean it's gonna be interesting i feel like we're gonna get to some niche chinese movies eventually we're just gonna be like It'll be interesting. Yeah. There's actually one that came out in 2021. I don't know if we can find it anywhere. We could probably find it. It's called A Writer's Odyssey. And it's um, a desperate to find his missing daughter. A father agrees to help a mysterious woman assassinate a novelist. At the same oh. time, the young hero in the book's alternate universe also has also put his revenge plan into motion and his actions begin to affect the real world. <laughs> and it has a star-studded cast and I'm really interested to watch it. So maybe that could be our next one that we do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, this movie was um, interesting. It definitely, we finally got a fantasy Chinese um, drama, yeah. <laughs> Chinese movie. But I'm definitely excited to go back and watch some more. I wonder, I'm, I'm interested to look at the source material for this movie, but at the same time, I don't want to. <laughs> yeah i feel like the source material is probably extremely different because like just even looking at the wikipedia page is mainly about this guy the main character he's just he has a he's a gambling addict and Mm -hmm. so that's what it's basically about so that's why you can tell they kind of like they took that idea and they just started adding stuff on top of it like adding all this other stuff Mm. yeah well that was this review (laughs) Um, it's so interesting because I've actually seen the uh, actor and other stuff. I'm pretty sure I watched one of mm-hmm. his. I've been watching his drama since he like almost debuted. So this is interesting to see. This is not his best. But <laughs> that's not his fault, I don't think. <laughs> yeah, it's just a character. That he probably got paid a lot, though. This movie seems like it was oh. expensive as fuck. The, all the opening title cards of the production studios, I was like, oh, so y'all had money. Y'all had money. Yeah. <laughs> Like, you can tell this was just meant to be, like, one of those blockbuster-type films. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that was our thoughts about it. What do you guys think? Maybe you guys loved a movie. Maybe you hated it. Um, maybe you know the source material and have better opinions than we do. So, um, well, not better. More accurate. Let's say about that. My More opinion informed. is always better than yours. <laughs> More informed. <laughs> But yeah, um, until next time, make sure you listen to us, uh, listen to our podcast, rate us on Apple Podcasts. We really appreciate that. Follow us on Spotify. Um, we also have Spotify playlists now, so you can find the series of our episodes um, in genre category just to make it a little easier for you. We really do appreciate you guys listening to us. You can follow us on Twitter at commented and TikTok at commented podcast. That's C-O-M-M-N-T-D. I'm Tori. I'm Mara. And I'm Decoria. And Nia, we love you. Bye.